Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What up, what up, what up? This is Politics talk radio this is your boy Lorenzo Elvis Murphy we are live in effect tonight uh, tonight I'm talking about election it's election time I actually forgot my notes I forgot my notes so I'm just gonna go off the top of my head because uh, who you don't vote for, who are you voting for, who are you going for, who's going to win in your community, who you want to win, you know what I'm saying, who you want to win in your community, what congressman, what city council, what person is going to be worth you voting for this year. You feel me? Who? Who are you going to vote for? Who? Who are you going to vote for? I want to know. That's what the show is tonight is. Who are you going to vote for? Is voting all over the United States or is it just in California? I know it's everywhere. What's up, Cuzzo? Like I said, this comes from politics. This is T25CL.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. And we are live in effect. Uh oh, where's all my media at? Uh oh, go to technology right there. Already tripping over there. That means I need to turn it to um, the Wi-Fi up in here, you know. But uh, like I said, who are you going to vote for, though? Who are you voting for? You know what I'm saying? It's like all these funny-style people running for council and Congress and, and all that stuff. I mean, do you know these people? Really, that's the question. How do you vote for somebody you don't even know? How do you do that? You know what I'm saying? How do you vote for somebody you don't even know? You just know them because they popped up telling you that they're going to fix your community and work on things and pass laws and stuff. And, I mean, you vote for these people and uh, don't nothing get done, really, to be honest with you. I mean, when the last time you actually voted something in and something really, really like occurred, like really happened when somebody said they're going to do for the community or do for the city, um, 
You know what I'm saying? So what time do you remember that a city council person actually did what they're supposed to do in the community when they got an office? Did anybody uh, tell me? Who do you know as president, as a council person, who actually um, helped pass laws or got something done for the whole America to be happy? You know what I mean? Which president, which city council person, which state you in, when did it happen? Do you remember? president made it really happen for the people on the real could you tell me because that is so so important to uh, to do that to pick the right person I'm just gonna go live somewhere and check out who's looking who's listening you know what I mean? Hello, hello. Who you voting for? Who y'all voting for tonight? Tomorrow? That's nothing I'm talking about tonight. Who y'all voting for? I just say I don't have no guests called in, but uh, I am going to go live on all the media that I got. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Let's see, that's done. Yeah, but uh, who's voting for? Who you want to vote for? Across America, that's the question tonight. Who you going to vote for? Who's your elective person that you believe in? Really? I mean, I'm just going to start something tonight. Who is your electives? That you depending on to run your communities. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that everybody won't change to happen. But how could change happen if you don't vote? So tonight is called vote, 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 and you know. It's a privilege for me to vote because I wasn't supposed to be able to vote never again. But, you know, things happen in my life to where things change. No matter what my background was, then I can vote. So I'm letting y'all know if y'all been on, if you're not on probation, not on parole, and you don't think you can vote, you might can vote. Because bad as my record is, I can vote. I mean, I was just looking for my paperwork, my registered paper. I'm going to have to find it because I actually, I actually don't know what I did with it, but I do need it. I wish my guests that called in will call in again so I can 
talk to him. I like this guest number six is in. But I got some paperwork right here. It's actually it's about um the population is approximately one point some million people, forty eight population in twenty five years of age or less. Twenty five years of less, forty eight percent, twenty five years or less. It has the highest poverty rate. Twenty-five years old, forty-eight percent of twenty-five-year-old population is, has the highest poverty rate in the county of Los Angeles. Sixty-one percent of its population lives below two hundred percent federal poverty level. Two ethnic groups accounts for ninety-four percent of the population. And that's African American and Hispanic in LA County. 94 94% of the population of African Americans and Hispanics actually um, controls Los Angeles County. The reason why we need these numbers because when it's time to vote in your community, you want to know the numbers of the factors of uh, the estimate population living at a below of 138 138% federal poverty level. African Americans, 22%. Asian Pacific Lander, Islanders, 2%. Latino, 74%. Native American, 17%. Whites, 2%. In the age brackets, age groups, uh, female is 51% and the male is 48%. And now those numbers in LA County is 264,375 women in LA County. That's part of all nationalities and races of the estimate population living at a below 138% federal poverty level. That's a lot. Um, let me get to the next one. Oh, the men, 48% of the men. Okay, the age groups of the population of the 138% federal poverty level from zero to 18, 200 and 16,000 youths that's up under the poverty level. Ages 19 to 20, that's 18,000, that's 42%. Um, you got 19 to 20 year old, that's 18,032. That's 4% of the population that's under, that's below 138, below 100. That's not saying 138% positive, that's below, that's like, 130 below zero. That's super duper freezing. Like, so it's terrible out here in our community. And that's why it's so important to vote for the right person. Um, you know what I'm saying? So you can so you can pick the right person in there, and then this type of things won't happen. Uh estimate of prevalence of serious emotional disturbance and serious mental illness 
amongst medical enrollment population by ethnics and age groups. African Americans, 25%. Uh, 78,000 people have been accounted for. 6% of uh, Asian Pacific Islanders, 69% Latino, 35% Native Americans. I can't really see the percentage of whites. It looked like 5%. I mean, just these numbers alone, you know, shocks me when I read this stuff. What's going on in our communities? A lot of they even have a count that it was one count I was amazed of, and it was like saying that 48% of men, 48% of African men in LA County have a mental is, is, is has a mental problem. That's the African Americans. Then they say 47% of Latino men has a mental problem. So that means that's almost 100% of men in LA County that you're gonna come across that has problems, that has personal issues. And that's a lot of men, because 48% is with the moms of African-American men. So when women go out to try to look for a man, I'm just gonna speak, I'm looking for a man in LA County, one man from another, one is regular and one is dysfunctional. That's what it counts, it says 48%. You wanna take 52 to 48, the more percentages to the, uh, to the left of it, you know what I'm saying? So uh, um, basically, it's terrible out there. It's a, it's a shortage of men, of good men, because it's a 48% in LA County that's, uh, hold on, let me see something. Okay, nothing is muted. I hope nothing is muted. Oh my God. I think I've been muted all this. Yeah, I think I've been muted all this time. I've been talking on my dang radio show, but it's all good. Let me see who I got over here. I'm just gonna get. Hello. Hear you. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you doing, uh, oh, man, I'm blessed, man. I don't know. I have my dang uh, radio, uh, my radio. Uh, all this time I've been on the air for the last probably 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I was on mute actually, and I did not know that because you know I got this new technology right here, and these buttons is just so tricky. But uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Uh, no problem. Well, you know, I, I'm, you know, it's election time. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to speak on. I've been speaking about people being able to know who they're voting for. You know what I mean? I was actually reading some numbers that's actually that I have. You know what I'm saying? From the mental health department, that's actually kind of accurate. You know what I mean? On what's going on out here, it's kind of accurate. 
So I just want to know what is your intake on how somebody should vote this year? You know, can you let people know who you are? You know, what you specialize in? And I want to call you to call in because I know you about keeping you keep up with stuff that's going on out here. So I saw I want you to call in. Well, on the political side, you know, I, I tend because my name is Charles Sharp, so let me can you hear me better now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so my name is Charles Sharp. I'm the CEO of the Black Emergency Managers Association. So, I, I, you know, and I usually visit L.A. and keep abreast of what's going on, not only nationally, uh, but internationally. Um, but who actually is on your voting rosters there? I really don't know. <laughs> uh, no, 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 I'm just speaking about what's going on in your town, you know, because. Oh, 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 yeah. You know, you about the congressman. Because what's going to happen is we're all going to watch the news. We're going to see who's voting, who's winning. So it's always about being on a national level with this thing. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? It don't matter who you talk about. We need to know. You know what I mean? Because it's Democrats and Republicans all across this nation. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we, we're going to educate each other. I mean, I actually forgot my, uh, my notes about voting, man, because I was going to read off the books and read off some of the people who's running against each other and stuff like that, you know? Uh -huh. I'm just going to go off the top. You know, I, I was speaking earlier, and I think I wasn't even live on my rare show. I had my, my, my uh, mute button on, didn't even know. But I was just speaking about, you know, you got to be careful who you let in office nowadays. You know, sometimes yeah. you, might pick, you might just pick a Democrat, uh, uh, and that Democrat not even for what your community is for. It might be a Republican. That might be for what you for. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of tricky out here voting now because everybody is so biased and so open, and all the laws and the society of, of rules have changed for a lot of different things that didn't that wasn't allowed uh, many years ago. You know, in society. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. can you give uh, uh, your little your output, your input? Um, you know, you're up here in DC, right? Yeah, I'm in I'm in the DC area. I, I, I my right office there is everything is like happening at right there. So could you let the world yeah. know what you feel about what's going on with this election? Why it's important for people to go out and vote this week and pick your right person that you feel, no matter if they're Democrat, Tea Party, Republican. You just make sure that you try to choose the right person that's like-minded like you. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's it's really not being like-minded to anybody. It's what are they doing for the community? And, you know, one of the things we stress within our organization is community involvement. And and we have to get involved. Part of that involvement doesn't just start around election time. It's every day. You need to know who's involved. Who's involved politically? Who's involved at the grassroots level helping others in issues in your community? Not not nationally, in your community. Who's helping the homeless? Who's looking out for schools? Who's actually working with them? What nonprofit organization? What individual is there? Because I deal with emergency management, you know, both man-made and, and natural. It's like, what organizations are there before the disaster occurs? Who's working with everyone? You know, and that's the most important thing is is governments don't work. We don't work for them. They work for us. 
And you've right. got to make sure you put the right person who's in office to work for you and your community. And a lot of times that can get fragmented. You know, it's, it's, it's when you look at, you know, the different parties, the Republican and Democratic parties, independent libertarians, you know, and, it, and it's like, well, who's looking out for you and the children, the next generation, because that's important. You know, you may not think your school board you're putting in these schools are important. They are important. They're really important for the next generation. And it's not just a matter of going to school to take a test. It's about going to school to look at the future. You know, they took a lot of trades, uh, trade occupations out of the schools. Well, what do they need now? They need more electricians. They need more plumbers, not just locally. Globally, they need these individuals. You know, the problem that happened in Puerto Rico, the disaster there, what do they need? They need electricians. They needed people to put these poles up, to hook these houses up so they can get the power. Whenever there's a disaster, tornado, hurricane, what do they need? They need people to work on these type of systems. Uh, You know, so voting is not just once a year. It's not just during the time when someone's getting elected. It's every day. You want someone to watch out for your interests, your individual interests, your family's interests, and your community interests. And it's, it's not just during election time. So what, what occurs tomorrow nationally, on November 6th, that's when a lot of states jurisdictions have their elections, you know, the first Tuesday of November, it doesn't stop there. You still have to get involved every day. If they're not working for you and your community, you get someone else in there. It's just like your boss or wherever you work. You know, if you work somewhere, if you're not doing the job, what do they usually do? We got to let you go. And that's the worst thing to happen to anyone is to lose a job. But there are other issues we have to start working on as a community. You know, we always stress individuality within the U.S., you know, that you, 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 you know, that selfishness. But it's about community, and that's something that we have to get back to, community. Not just here, but globally, communities. When you even look at, you know, the different different ethnic groups, uh, and people say China is buying everything, well, you also have to look at the culture, what is your culture of your community? What is your culture? Are you cherishing that culture? China cherishes their culture. Cuba cherishes its culture. Us as blacks, individuals of African descent within the U.S., what is our culture? Do we cherish it? Each city has a different culture. But now we have to come together as one and say, hey, this is our culture. And a lot of times... That's it. We have forgotten our culture. It's so fragmented, you know, and and we have to start coming together by any means necessary. We have to come together. And you can't have, I'll say this, you can't have, everybody can't be a chief. If if everybody's a king, you're not going to get anything done. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 you know when I as an emergency manager I come in and observe I observe the culture 
that the, the organizational structure of the community, the decision-making process, the political, not, not really getting into the political process because that's part of that decision-making process for the community, but to look at how things are done. And, and if there is no structure, if there are too many people in charge, you're at a constant debate and never obtain reaching your goals. Right. You need right. foot soldiers. Right. So I, I hear you saying that we all need to come together. And, 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 I, and I feel that movement right there. I feel that. I feel that we do all need to come together because us as African-Americans, like I always say, we need allies. We need an ally. We really do. Mm-hmm. Because we are so... Somebody put a post up on Facebook the other day and said that all said all said Asians, Afro Asians, Caucasians, uh, just named all the different nationalities and said that the United States had a plan for them. No, they said that everybody was organized. And then somebody another then a Caucasian wrote and said, no, it wasn't that we was left out. They just didn't have us in the plan. They planned for us to go against each other, and they planned everybody else to help each other. So we really wasn't against ourselves. It was a society that was against us to help everybody. That's why it wasn't that we didn't care. We always had togetherness. We always worked together. You know, but at the same time, the plan for us was to us not to get along at all for no reason for no apparent reason don't get along that's why it's like we don't really get along our trust or want to build with each other you know we have to build from a distance so uh and you don't so you and you know about the africa you know about africa that that's letting the african the black american become the sixth descent can you speak about that that you know have been five elements of africans but now they let us become, if we want to be a part of the, the um, ancient change of, of what we've been talking about, we're not even being part of Africa. We're not part of Africa. Uh, now they have a, 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 some type of conference next year that's gathering everybody together, right? Yeah, I, I think that Andrew Williams probably knows more about that. But, you know, one of the things really... And, and I think I have an idea. It's I, recently, and I did see something on Facebook. And, and you really got to sort through this information and, and go through facts and, and history. Because if you don't know history, you won't know the facts leading up to what's going on now. And someone mentioned yeah. something. When you look at a lot of the nations, the smaller states, that when did they gain their independence? So you look at, someone mentioned something that South Korea really got its independence after World War II, sometimes in the, in the 50s. And then they compared that with another African nation. And look at the prosperity of South, Af- uh, of South Korea. South Korea and that other African nation that was at the, practically the same year or year behind each, a couple of months behind each other. And look at the prosperity from then, 1955 or 54, to now. Compare that, those two nations, and the nation they were comparing it to was Ghana. 
And if you right. look at South Korea and Ghana now, which one is more prosperous and why? So that fragmentation was built into us, but we tended to lose our culture. But the key thing that was said was South Korea kept their culture. It's still right. there. They're still there. I forgot what they, they mainly practice Buddhism. You know, so Christianity is there, but that's not the main one. They still Buddhist. Japan, they kept they kept their culture. Right. Even though they lost the war and they were Americanized and I remember growing up in the in the sixties fifties and sixties, everything I saw was made in Japan. And it was low quality. Then they right. they started to they went through that cycle. But what do you ever see now we see there was a point where there was made in Korea. Then there was now every everything you see now is made in China. That's electronic. It's made in China. But what do we see that's made in Haiti? Nothing. You see now how we have to grab it. We have to start negotiating. Hey, this electronics firm, we want you to you know, the the nation leaders have to look at things differently and say we can do it. We can grab that electronics firm and say, hey, why don't you have manufacturing done here in Haiti? Why don't you have manufacturing done here in Ghana, one of the other African nations? China, oh, if China is, is, is moving into Africa, hey, negotiate with China. If you don't ask, they're not going to give it to you. You know, hey, China, you want to do business over here? Why don't you move this electronics plant over here to create jobs? Oh, and by the way, as you do it, we're going to make sure it's environmentally friendly. We're not going to destroy our community with all this hazardous material to make this. Why? Where does all the raw material come that these co- these co- these companies need for cell phones and other technological device technology devices? They come from Africa. They come from Africa. Well, yeah, cut out the middleman. You know what I heard? I actually heard that these cell phones that everybody has spent $800, $900, $1,200 for, those phones only cost $25. Right. There are other things involved in it, but but the main com- the, the elements, the, the compounds, where they come from, a lot of that is in Africa. Well, I've always said cause sometimes cut out the middleman. You know, and, and why you got to ship all this ore over there, why not have it done here? Even in Nigeria, it was a big issue with those oil producing nations. They would ship their oil out for processing. They didn't process it there. And then those, those European countries or whatever country it was would sell it back to the African nation. But they would sell a low-grade processed oil. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, I got, why don't you just have, it's right there in L.A., you have oil fields. You know, they're right there. I've yeah, seen right, them. Right, they're right. popping right there. Right. They do, they do. They do have why is oil so high in L.A.? Why is gasoline so high in L.A.? It's right yeah, there. Right off of Slauson, right off of Slauson and Fairfax, oil fields right in Slauson. But, but how much is a gallon of, of gas in L.A.? $4. $4.50. If you go to the wrong place, it's going to be 
And that's probably, is that regular or mid-grade or yeah, high? No, nah, that might be, uh, and like I said, it all depends. Probably in South Central, it might be 380. But you see what I mean here in D.C., maybe regular, that's the 87 octane, maybe about uh, 350. But we don't process oil here. We don't make, it's not pumped out of the ground here. But you see now, take charge of your communities. You know, when you look at even water security, it's like everyone talks about Nestle and Flint. Well, Nestle is not even an American company. They're, they're, they're Swedish. They're, they're not Swedish, but they're not an American company. But they have a lot of contracts set up here. You know, when you look at water, where does L.A. get its water supply? Mainly from the mountain ranges. It's my understanding, and it's all piped. you got this vast underground network of water supplied to the city. It's like, get involved. Get involved in that at the local level. Why? Because that's important. Because what's going to happen when a disaster strikes? What are the basic things we're going to need? And our, our, the ones we hire in political office need to know this. Hey, you got to get them involved. What are the basic needs? Shelter, water, and food. Once you have that, you can rebuild a community. But if you don't have shelter, you know, you're exposed. Well, can you use those same principles of emergency management to solve homelessness? Everybody needs shelter. Hey, now you have to look at it differently. You have to look at a 21st century problem and solve it with 21st century solutions, not 20th century solutions. So whoever you put in office, they might, you might have to look at a younger generation, something that, someone right. that sees That's things from a, different, from a different perspective. You know, they see it from a totally different perspective. It's like, oh, wait a minute, I don't see it. Well, step back and relax and, and take a giant leap to the future and you may see it. Because everything is so interconnected. The water system is connected to the waste management system. It's connected to everything. You know, so you need, maybe we need to put anybody in office that's, right out of college that has that theory now you're going to practice it but at right, least they have a vision put a new millennial up in there right they have a vision you know so so it's it's it's, it's like if you you've ever seen and you, you can write this down in others there's something called an awareness test you can google it an awareness, an awareness test yeah there's something called an awareness test and say, this is an awareness test, and I'll explain it to you. And, and when I was in the military, and I, I usually whenever I speak, I usually show that as the first thing in a slide presentation or anything I do. This is an awareness test, and what it is, you have two groups of people. You have four individuals in black T-shirts, four individuals in white T-shirts. Each, each group, there's one basketball and they tell you the rules. Count the number of count the number of passes the individual in white T shirts pat make. And they're throwing the ball up in the air and they're mixing around. It's like they're throwing it back and forth, but it's all overhead passes. And you're busy looking at 
the individuals in white T-shirts, and the number passes. After it, after it stops, they pause it and say, did you count the number of passes? And they said 12. And then the next question is, but did you see the dancing bear walk through there? You still with me, Lawrence? <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And, and, and if you can Google it, and they'll, they'll ask you, did you see the dancing bear? And you say, what bear? Ah, then they'll reverse it and play it again, and a bear walks right through the middle of the crowd of all eight people, and you never see it because you, you have your eye on one thing. Right. You know, I, I speaks about that type of stuff, how, you know, how you drive down the street and you don't realize that maybe at the time you ride down the street, was somebody going to come ask you if you pass down that certain block and you're looking at a liquor store or did you see something so you can remind you of something that maybe something that happened. A lot of times, I look at everything I pass from right. inside the doors to the, uh, what was on the corner at the trash can, sitting by the trash can. Then, you know, maybe somebody might have came up and actually made it. You see who? that person sitting in front of that store with that red shirt on is like three miles down the road you know what i'm saying but things like that people don't look at things that you have to look back at you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. you said they were so focused on that one those eight people they didn't realize that it was a bear that walked through you right know, so. and it was dancing it was it was it was doing the moonwalk <laughs> and you never saw it <laughs> you can look it up on you can google it and it, you will see it and it's a psychological study, and it's it's just that, you know, I use it in terms of we need different perspectives because there are some people that can count the number of passes and see the bear. That's the one you want to work with because they see things that others can't see. They're using both sides of their brain. Can you can you yeah. explain that right there by saying? Um, Using both sides of the brain. You well, I just I just pertain it to myself. There's that analytical side and that uh, uh, the analytical non-analytical side of the brain. So right now I couldn't say which one is which. I'm more analytical myself. So uh, and, and it's almost like you know if you're left-handed, what side of the brain do you use? You use your right. And they say if you're right, you're using your left. So you can read up more on that. I, I would recommend people just read up more left brain, right brain thinking. And there's a, there's some articles out there about that. To get into specifics of that, I can't. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a psychotherapist, an analyst <coughs> in that area, <coughs> or, a phys or a medical professional. So I would say look it up and read up about it because understanding yourself will help you understand others. Because a lot of times we can't heal ourselves from mental issues. And there's a lot of, a lot of us have psychological problems. And we need help. And we have to learn how to ask for it. And, and you can't do your own diagnosis, you know. So I would say, hey, if, if, read up on that left and right brain thinking, and it, it will help you understand some things you do. You, you may be an analytical and not even know it. You know, that you, you just see things that others may not see, and that's good. And that's what I say when, when you're at a table, you want everyone at the table to have different perspectives. Why? Because someone may see 
what you don't see that's at that table. And you got to listen to them. And you say, oh, I see it. And now you got to process that information and move forward to make a decision or wherever you're going, you're working on and, and, and solving the problem. Because even problem solving is scientific. We all just do it so quickly. But there's a, there's a method to solving a problem. That's something I took in college, problem solving, decision making, analysis. You know, there are specific classes as you get to certain levels in college that they look at that decision making. It's, it, it, yeah. There's a process to making a decision. Yes. Uh, you know what? And that's so important that a lot of people give up when you're thinking something. They think it's over because you didn't came up with a solution. And it's like when a person do a plan A, they finish and they say, well, let me come up with a plan B. And I tell people it's not a such thing as another plan B. It's another such thing as another plan A. You right. always want a plan A. You know what I'm saying? It's never plan B because that's not doing better. And to get back to politics, it's the same with politics. Hey, this individual is not doing something. What is, what is my plan? Okay, I can't, if they're elected today or tomorrow and they're not doing what they're doing in six months, you just can't fire that individual. You have to wait until, you, there are certain parts you? you can go through, but you're going to wait till the next election period and get them out. You know, so that's the process. That's part of that plan. But while they're doing that, you're like, hey, wait a minute, you're not taking us into consideration. You know, blah, blah, blah. And they may be going off on a different tangent. But one, you got to be at that table. If you're not at, you just vote and you're not at the table afterwards, they forget all about you. Right. You, know, you vote. You stay at that table. Your broadcast is for the, 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 the township of the city of Compton that's part of Los Angeles County, that's part of L.A. It's for Compton. What's going on in Compton? You see, that's the most important thing. What's going on in Compton? Not L.A., Compton. Why? Because L.A. is going to listen to Compton. Compton has an emergency management office in the fire department there. I know about it. I looked it up before. <laughs> you know, and, and the mayor's okay. office is right a next black door. Fire department also. I'm sorry. Isn't that a black fire department also? I don't know. I know that the city administration office. There's a fire department right next to it. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong in Compton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what I said. That's by Compton Courthouse. It's on the corner, and, you know, and I'm going from memory, you know, because when I come to L.A., I look it up, you know. Uh, you know, uh, But I know the emergency management office is in that fire department. Wow. In that, in that building. So that means, wait a minute, now let's take it to another stage. Who are they hiring to work in there? Is that a volunteer fire station or a paid fire station? You know, why not? A, why, it, it, how much area does it handle? You know, when you look at who you put in the office, look at who are you putting in there to serve you. That involves your political office, officials, your fire and law enforcement also. So it ain't just one. You hire a sheriff. Right, right. Well, that sheriff has to hire people. Well, hey, wait a minute. What's the number of killings in there? Up. Uh, where do you get? Where do they get their money from? 
There is no police force I have seen that has laid off law enforcement officials. They don't lay them off. Where are they getting their money from? They're not, if they're not getting it from you, where are they getting it from? Don't they have a union? Don't they have a union? The, you're paying. A, you're, the unions take money. But where do they get? It's not. Don't look. Don't look at the unions. Where do they? Where do jurisdictions get the funding from for these salaries? Your political officials are involved in that. Your county council members are involved in that. The funding from the city, the state, the state and federal are involved in that funding for law enforcement and fire. You know that. I, Lorenzo, even with CERT, you know, if you go in that area, you start learning. You see, so these are the things that community needs to know. You know, well, hey, you know, my 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 seven-year-old, he wants to be a firefighter. Well, what's discouraging him at a young age? He has an interest. What's discouraging him? Is it being promoted? Because he may not want to be a doctor or a lawyer. He may not want to go away to college. He may want to be a firefighter. But when he's a firefighter, then he may want to go to college. You see now how it all changes? Somebody at your door. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, you, know, you know, I'm independent, so I'm at a house. and You know what I'm saying? I can go eat. I can go get me a plate and get me a beer right now if I want to, but I ain't going to do that live right now. I'll wait myself. <laughs> Now, but this is Compton Politics. This is T25CO.com. This is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, we are live in effect. We're sitting there talking about an election. You know, tomorrow is starting off with an election time. Uh, I'm thinking about, you're just speaking about the people. Make sure you go out and vote for the right person. Uh, wisely, like they say, drink wisely. You got to pick wisely tomorrow. Everything do counts. And all you ex-cons and ex-felons, uh, check out your record. You can go vote. Don't be afraid to go vote. So if you haven't voted this time, you don't even want to know my background. And I can vote. And I love it. I love to vote right now. I mean, and I, sometimes I don't think it works. It ain't going to benefit. But just being able to get that little uh, register paper in the mail to tell me to be at this elementary school at this time of the morning it makes me feel good because at one time, I couldn't vote no more. I wasn't allowed to do none of this stuff that, that's allowed for the more of a, being an American citizen. And I know it's kind of hard for people to understand for a guy with my background, where I come from, to admit that I'm an American dang citizen. I can't help it. I'm, I'm a black American. You feel me? And if we don't be proud of something, we ain't going to have nowhere to go because we ain't got nowhere to go as a black man. We ain't going to have no country. This is our country right here. We help you know you know it's good that you can vote because, you know, I'm in D.C. And, you know, when you think about others, you know, in the South, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, that can't vote. Ex-offenders can't vote. It's like, look, you, need, you as an ex-offender, you can vote. You've done your time. You, could, you should be able to vote. You know, one of the other areas that came up, you know, and I've been talking to a lot of people, why not make that a, a, a federal holiday? I'll give up a holiday. 
if you got a voters' day. But most states don't have the same date to vote. That second Tuesday, the first Tuesday of November. But you can imagine the number of people that would vote if it was a holiday. They don't have to take off from work to be in the long lines. Because I voted early, and I was in the line, but it didn't bother me. You know, right. But, but you got to think that that's sometimes a way of controlling others from voting. You know they're taking off, and the boss says you can't take off. All right, you take sick. They're going to know you're going to vote anyway. But you don't want nobody to know you're voting sometimes in certain places, and, and, and especially in the South. And you think about, you know, uh, where, where did the black – Black, where did the Panthers, and I'm not going to say Black Panthers, where did the Panthers really originate from? It was in the South. It was in the wow. South. You know, so and then it got... The Panthers, it, so you're saying the Panthers originated from the South and came yeah. out to the West? It came out to the West, but they originated in the South. It was for voters' rights. It's just history. history. Yeah, that's part of our history, our culture. You know, but you got to know our history. And I saw that myself. I didn't know it. I saw it on a, a, a broadcast, a movie. You know, voters' rights and and, and how uh, SNCC and a few others were formed. Right. Where did the Black Panthers originate from? They were, It was originally the Panthers in the South. You know, and this symbol was for... Something that to let others know, hey, well, you, you corner a panther, what are they going to do? They're going to strike back. Right, of course. Yeah, so, and, and, and it changed the voters. It gave people confidence to vote in the South. And, and what's going on, most of the problems now you're hearing about voting rights are still in the South. You know, Texas, Louisiana, we haven't heard about that yet. <laughs> Mississippi. Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. You know, you get to these small towns, they all know each other. They know what everyone's going to the voting polls. You know, right. and they'll figure out what you're voting for. Sometimes you want to vote. I don't want anybody to know who I'm voting for. But this particular time, you either red or blue <laughs> at this particular you know time. What? You know what, Bonnet, you just said that, man. I'm going to tell you something. Um, you said the red and the blue. Now, check this out. I've been doing a workshop with the millennials, with the new millennials, and, and this one private company that's been doing the red and the blue workshop in the communities, but not in the black communities. They've been doing it in the, <coughs> around the, the outskirts of uh, L.A. County. So I done did maybe three of these workshops, right? And, and uh-huh. they call it and they, and they actually call it red and blue. And what it is, they get people that's actually Democrats that you vote as a Democrat. They get the people that's actually Republicans that vote as Republicans, and they put you all in this one big. It's a big It's a curriculum. It's a workshop. It's off the chain. I mean, I, I advise anybody that want to get to really learn learn learning the uh, the political realm. And, and on, on how they stigmatize, on how we all stigmatize ourselves, how the government is ran, on uh, how we stigmatize as Democrats, and how we stigmatize uh, Republicans, and how Republicans stigmatize, stigmatize Democrats. And we have an opportunity to sit in this workshop 
and, and sit with our democratic people of our own peers and then they have another room where the the the, uh, the, the republicans come together as their peers and we all as each party as a democrat we have four major questions we ask what do we feel what republicans think about democrats democratic voters and democratic people they say we we're low budget we're uh, we're the black sheets uh we want welfare we, we you know we we don't want nothing and we say as and, and then that's when we come back they come to the uh the democrats and they ask the democrats personal people like myself i give my own damn opinion you know, I speak about, I say they think they emissaries, they think they dictators, uh, they, you know, they don't want nobody that's up under uh, a lower rule to make a dictation of what they think to make better. They, you know, that's just certain things that you'll come up with. I mean, it's a, it's a nice curriculum. And at the end of the day, we break, what it breaks down to is we all are the same. Right. We all have the same problems. No matter who's in that Congress, who's in the White House, and there are people in that White House that think they that poor people don't need to vote, don't need to have no rights to make any decisions or anything. You know what I'm saying? But it's a great curriculum. I hope everybody listening to me. It's called Red and Blue. I'm gonna do one of those workshops myself so people can get it. And when I come up out of there, I really start understanding uh what goes on in the White House because our they it teaches you that the Republicans are doing more fighting with each other than what we see on TV, what they do with the Democrats. Right. They oh, war, yeah. They fight, right. They fight war more. So it's just a front. It's just a front. It's just a front to us when they out there and they going against the Democrats. Well, it's, it's they, about, and, and it's about values. It's about values, you know. When you look at on the Republican Party, and 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 I'm not, I'm not talking. I'm talking from my sense as an emergency manager. I have to stay in that because I'm a 501c3. <laughs> of course, of course, you speak. But when you look at, when you think about the Tea Party, you remember years ago you kept hearing about the Tea Party, Tea Party, Tea Party, breaking up coming into the Republican Party. These were the extremists, almost extremist right wing, all right, in terms of values. You know, and, and, and even when you look at in terms of right wing and the abortion issue, years ago they used to bomb that that right wing used to bomb abortion clinics. Right, right, right. You remember that? I mean I'm yeah. old enough to remember abortion clinics used to get bombed. All the time. <laughs> right. You don't hear about that anymore. You remember that? And yeah. they were kill they were killing doctors and these nurses that worked in these clinics. You know, so but that was right wing and they, they classified that as uh, as Republicans. You know. But you didn't hear Democrats, why? You got a choice. Pro choice. So democracy was a choice, you know, and, right. and, and, and one thing, we all have a choice. And our, our millennials, I myself, if I don't like something, I got a choice. It's just right now, I, I, when it comes to myself, I'll say personally, when it comes to me looking at a Republican, the only thing I see 
in my head, in, in, in my imagination, is the first State of the Union address by President Obama. What happened during that address? The first one. <coughs> one party stuck together, period. They didn't do anything. They stuck together. They had their plans. They did not stand, they did not clap, they did not applaud, they did not do anything. They sat there on one side of the room, and you knew who they were. The line was drawn. My impression is they stick together across party line, period. Even though they may right. argue with each other, they will stick together. <laughs> and so that is my impression of that right now, of what's going on. That memory has never left me. Of what went on, I'm not, I'm not advocating for President Obama. I'm not advocating for Republicans. But that right there showed me that party sticks together no matter what, who's in office. Right, and you know what? And they do. You know, like I said, I have a couple of friends that's Republicans, and I got a lot of friends that's Democrat. We always sitting up, you know, they let country politics always come up into their meetings, and I sit up in their little sit up in their arguments, man. And it's just a powerful situation on being able to see people that's in power and they're using their minds and their brains to make this. I mean, really like using this, not like even using, not even moving their hands, just using their brain. It's like just sitting using your brain, you know what I'm saying, and really like utilizing it you know a lot of people don't understand people be around just by analyzing our community a lot of people around us taking notes and numbers they right. counting how many people walk across the street at a certain time in the daytime you feel what i'm saying yeah. really right. i mean if you wonder why this old man is sitting over there in this old chair with this orange and green vest on for about five years because this dude been sitting there counting how many people cross this light at this time because they're trying to do an audit at the end of the year to see if they can count a million people crossing this light because it's a budget they can fix to put some new crossing lights and that's the you know what i'm saying all type of uh, yeah i i got yeah, you cool. but even when you look yeah. at it not not in a, but even when you look at it in terms of when people protest the numbers they look at and you know and i've said it on numerous occasions that you know we have to change the strategy <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not just a matter of protesting and demonstrating. It's right. now a matter of doing that and you're going at them another way. Right. Not not a slow process, but while you're doing that, there's somebody in the back office that's getting all the data to say we're going to court too. At the same time. You're doing the same. You're doing all of this at once. And you're not just saying, oh, we're we just going to go after this particular company. No. You go after the, the officers of that company, right. each and every one of them that you can get on that lawsuit. And it's all public record. You know, uh, you know there's, there's going to be something coming up, and I was just reading it before I called you. You know, one think tank here in D.C. is, is, is saying, hey, you can – can organizations' records, some things, not be public? Right. You know, especially when it comes to contracts with the federal government. There may be some 
instances where you can get everything you want on a contract. You know you can get that in L.A. You want to know who won that contract and why did they win it. You want to see what they submitted. You can get it. And you can say, wait a minute, that might be the same thing I submitted it. But they put in a, they, they low-balled or high-balled you. It depends on well, some some reason they got that contract. But they're trying to say, hey, this information now does not need to be published anymore. No, it needs to be published. It's not national security interest. I can see it. I should be able to see it. You know, so you worked on, you work on, you submit proposals, and another company submit proposals, a proposal for the same contract, but yours may be better. Yours may be better, and theirs is nothing. And you may, you should be able to see theirs, and they should be able to see yours. But yours should be copyrighted, and theirs should be copyrighted. Why? So they can't use yours. Right, right. You see, now sure. they, they can do that. I've seen it done. You know, yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. And, and that's something that... That we need people in office to say, hey, sure, that's public information. He had a better idea. Why didn't we use that? He had a better idea, and it cost less. So is there anything that we can tell the voters for tomorrow? And I know people, I mean, I'm live on five, two Facebooks, and I'm on Instagram right now, and the people are actually listening. And I hope you all actually registered voters. Let's rock this down vote from rock to rock vote, uh, come to politics votes. Like I said, it's a privilege that I can vote. For. I've been voting for the last 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. First time I was able, able to vote was for Obama. It's kind of funny, uh-huh. you know, like president came, but that was the only time I was able to really start out ever being able to vote. You know what I'm saying? I've been, I've been voting since I, I turned 18, and I'm, I'm like 63 now. So, <laughs> But well, I, I would say... That was my first time ever voting. I never... I never was like about voting because I was a criminal. You know, when you're uh-huh. a criminal, you don't need a driver's license. No, you don't need none of that stuff. You don't take no pictures. I wouldn't even be doing no Facebook Live. Just uh-huh. they get on no camera and take a picture with nothing. That's probably why I love this stuff right now. I used to beat a person up for turning the camera on. The front of the <laughs> I, I would I would just recommend everybody go out and vote. And if you know anybody that doesn't have uh, transportation to get there and vote. And you have transportation, get them there. If you know any any senior citizens that need a lift to get to the polls, if, if the poll has changed, you know, that problem's not going to happen in California. You know, but in other places, sometimes the poll may change. Where they can, where they can vote at. With the disasters that occurred in Puerto Rico, that was an issue I brought up with the diaspora, the di- <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> the diaspora of Puerto Rico. Where are these people going to vote at? And that's something I submitted even to other emergency management officers. Now you have people who may have lost their homes, their communities. Where are they going to vote at? You know, they have no address. So that's something that we all should, should be able to look at. Help another person to get to that poll. Help them get there. You know, Uber is changing it. You know, you can call Uber and get a, a cheap ride to get to that poll. Get there early in the morning, not late in. Go there first thing in the morning as soon as they open. Get to the polls. Know who you're voting for. 
you know, most jurisdictions put out a sample of the ballot. Look at that sample ballot. Know who you're going to vote in for. Look at their names. If you don't know anything about that candidate, go look them up. Go look them up. You know, uh, but, you know, vote on the issues. You know. Right, that's the whole thing. That's what I was going to speak about. It's like not only the person, make sure that you read that book. I mean, just take your time out. I mean, we're sitting there watching TV and football games and the hip-hop awards, and now it's time to put energy into helping be a part of change. Let's read something sometimes. Let's evaluate what it's saying. Let's analyze what it's talking about, and let's help somebody understand what it means. You know, hmm. all those levels have to go into one one thing and that's movement and that's change you know yeah. uh it takes a machine just for one thing to kick out and be made you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> you know one thing i found and i know you probably have been one thing i found you know when i travel in the caribbean and i always notice how involved they are politically in the island nations and really they get into it and and and, and usually the, the individual at the local level knows who's running for office, knows the issues, and they're moving. The island nations are really progressing. It's, you may not think they are, but they are. Right. You don't even notice it unless you go there. But when you go there, who's running those countries? The individuals of African descent. You see, and they're working in a collective order to get to where they have to go. So, you know, get involved because they do. They will get involved. Yeah. You know, so just get involved locally. You know, Compton politics, everyone in Compton, get involved. Yes, you know, this is uh, my boy Charles. He's from part of D.C. Uh, I'm sure y'all done heard of FEMA. You know, they didn't so-called supposed to help people. Well, he's in charge of BEMA. He's the black FEMA. Really, he's the black FEMA. He's BEMA, B-E-M-A, BEMA. Look him up, BEMA. So he's the same partner's uh, uh, ally of FEMA. He just got tired of people uh, uh, not taking care of the, uh, our, our culture. When it's a disaster, uh, he, he want to be able to come out to your city and and uh, um, train your city how to be able to control when something happens. We have license to operate to do when something go wrong. I want to just read a little post that this young lady, pretty black girl, she wrote. I'm voting simply due to the to the struggle of my ancestors to get the right to do to not to not. Okay, to not would be a slap in their face. Otherwise, I would not be interested. As I like, I don't know if it says, as I like that or acts, I like that. Yeah, but you know, she, I just like to just give out a shout out for her, you know, responding, being a listener on Facebook Live. You know, I really appreciate that. People tuning in. I see my mom's is tuning in all the way from New Zealand. She's been up there for two weeks. She's on her way back. You know, and I, like I said, I appreciate everybody tuning in, even on Compton Politics, my network. You can tune in at t25cl.com. As you can see on the behind me right here, t25cl.com, www.t25cl.com. Then you got Sedanje Inc. Sedanje Inc., that's my other company that we pushing. 
You know what I mean? Got my boy right here. Y'all see my T-shirt right here. Compton, Ice Water, All Stars. This is actually Slim 400 and my boy D Gear. You know, he's a music promoter. He's out there pushing the line with his West Pop. Look him up. Whoopty Records. His name is Dion Whoopty Records. I'm wearing this T-shirt tonight, y'all. Y'all got some gear y'all want me to wear when I wear this stuff. I can sport your gear. I'm going worldwide with it now. This is what I'm doing. If you got gear you want me to put on, I will wear your gear and uh, talk about your company. You know what I'm saying? There's no problem. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to build up something after this. It's just a start. This is what I'm doing. This is, check them out. Ice Water, Slim 400, check them out. West Coast Brung Rapper. He's putting it down. He's up with uh, partners with YG, you know. He rapped with YG. This is their little hookup they got. I'm supporting them, you feel me? Anything you got, you want me to support you? I'll wear it. I'll talk about it. You know what I'm saying? This is what it takes, y'all. Independence in the community. Doing things for yourself. Believing in your drive. That's why I was able to call this man. Uh, I just called him at the last minute, and I asked him, would he come on the show? And he, he's right here. You got to understand, he's all the way up in D.C., so I know it. What time is it out there? It's about 11.55, 12 midnight, you know. You know, one of the things that, you know, you made me think, you know, about Compton, when I'm thinking about Compton, this past weekend, you may have saw it, I was at this Creole, Creole language uh, event. Everybody there spoke Creole. I couldn't, they were speaking Creole, right, through the event. I don't speak Creole, and I felt so out of place, but guess what? I let them know that I didn't speak Creole. I was born and raised in D.C., but I grew up with people from Haiti, so some words I could understand, but that, that, that commonality of how we coming together was there, you know, and I didn't speak a word of Creole, <laughs> but I felt at home. <laughs> right, you know, and that's, you know, and we run, you know, and a lot of people run into that type of situation. I mean, you know what? You know, I catch the train a lot. I catch, and I find myself early in the morning. If you catch a, catch a train or a bus early in the morning, it is so different because black folks don't get up early in LA. Ain't no black folks getting up at no early in the morning. So when I'm on the train, it's more, I feel like I'm in another country in South Central. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, and, and the, the politics and and, listening, the, and the politics be, is a little different. I'll be the only African American on the train. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, I'd be the only African American on the train. I really be feeling like if it was a ride to jump off, I'm toe up. <laughs> you know, and, and and it's not really going away from politics, but you know when we look at you know, our Puerto Rican, you know, our Latino and Hispanic brothers, it's like a lot of them vote Republican. Right. Of and course. You, and you wonder why. But see, this is the see, this is the killer. You know, we always talk about numbers. They say thirty nine percent of African Americans voted for Donald Trump right now. Peep this out. Now I broke it down. 27% African Americans, or 23% African Americans voted men. They say 17 to 13% African American women voted for Donald Trump. Okay. Throughout the whole population of America, I think it's 
what, 350 million people up in this place, up in the United States. And we, is on, we, only, we are only 17% of the nationalities in the United States. So if it's 22% African-Americans that voted for Trump, and it was almost 13 to 17% African-American women, that's 39%. That's a lot of people because we only 17% of the population. Well, so, a lot of those figures I don't I don't like using, you know, why? Yeah, right. uh, because we may be more than what they're saying. We just ain't saying who we're we just course. not getting involved, you know, because I was at a Puerto Rican diaspora meeting. And if you look on the census and you can look at the U.S. census and I looked at how many the percentage of Puerto Ricans that think they're white is 70 percent. What? Wait, say that one more. Say that one more time. That you can you can Google it. That's a census, and it says you know I was at the Puerto Rican diaspora group, and we were talking about you know rebuilding that you know Puerto Rico and stuff like that, and I was just looking at the census data, and so what you said that seventeen percent it, it it was it's about normal across the boards for blacks. So it was about 70% of blacks in Puerto Rico. And then it was 70% of Puerto Ricans say they're white. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. I understand now. That's the you same got me thing. now? Yeah. You know, but then, then I'm starting to see articles, you know, how some people don't want others to know have a black grandmother or something like that. It's like, hey, you know, to me, you know, you, if you're not indigenous, like the Native American Indians here, you were brought in to do something. You either immigrated there, but the islands to me were composed of slaves. Or the landowners. Which one were you? <laughs> wow. You know, you know, so Puerto Rico is no bigger than the state of Connecticut. No, that's not big. That's not big. That's not big. You know, there are a few other things I can talk about, but I'm like, nah, I'm not even going to get into that with, with the rebuilding Puerto Rico. But when you look at politics, you know, you take that in consideration that, you know, and, and, I, and others have, you know, I've talked to others and they say, hey, why is that occurring that way? You know, why when they see that a lot of that what's going on politically is going to affect a lot of people who are immigrants within the last 50 years. Or that, hey, these, this certain ethnic group is part of the U.S. as a territory. Right. Right. You know, and, you know, it's a lot of people that, like I said, I hope a lot of people get out tomorrow and rock that boat, from rock to rock that boat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I feel funny talking about rock the vote, man, because, you know, I, I've never been into that until, like, like I say, 10 years ago. But like I say, all you people that's out there that's in California and those states that they say you can't vote, check it out, go look it up. Um, the ex-felons can vote. You know what I'm saying? You can vote. You have to just go check it out. Don't be afraid. You know what I mean? Go down there and see. Go Just go down and sign that paper. Don't Oh, I got a feeling. No, fill it out and see if it'll come in your mailbox. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
like I said, I, I'm excited about tomorrow. I feel like I'm going to go to Disneyland because I'm going to know who I'm going to not. I know who I'm going to not vote for. I tell you that much. It right. ain't about it ain't about what it do. It's what it don't do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what it don't do. I ain't going to go vote for the wrong person. You know what I mean? Because I want uh, our our community to be better. Really, I would. I mean, if I had that heart, if I had enough nerve, I'd run myself. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm not gonna get into that. That's another level. But you know, I just want to appreciate you know my 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 guest to call it calling in. I would like for him to find out. I would like for him to tell you how you can get in contact with him. With contact with him. I'm getting kind of tired, y'all. We've been on the air almost an hour and thirty minutes. But at the same time, uh, this guy is the Black Bema. It's called Bema. He's the Black Bema. I'm gonna put it just straight up like that. Uh, B E M A. Bema, uh, if you want to be part of your community. Oh no, check this out. This is a little, this is a little game right here. Now, if you are on probation and you out of prison and you're trying to be a part of the community, you want to be back and be part and earn your rights back. Now, you can call this brother right here. If y'all know anybody that's felons on parole, probation. Tell them to come and be part of BEMA and the CERT teams because that's how you can become a citizen again. Even on parole and probation, you will have license to operate in a disaster. You'll be the only, if they, have, if they call it a martial law, and y'all know what martial law is, they call it martial law. And if you have that CERT license and you have that green thing to say you assert, I don't care if you're on probation or parole. You are allowed to be in the streets and making sure your community is safe by tagging buildings, tagging bodies, tagging situations to be able to have control because when the disaster happens in South Central, from the 405 to the 105 to the one to the uh, um, the 710 all the way to the 10 freeway is going to be shut down. We're not going to be able to get out of South Central because they're going to shut down all of those freeways. So can you imagine if they shut down the 710, the 10 freeway, the 405, and the 91, and all those freeways shut down? We are done. So anybody that's out there, maybe, like I said, checking your cities, though, all in y'all cities, if you're a felon, if you're uh, on probation, and all that type of stuff. And you trying to be a part of, get back into society and have license to operate, to really come back and, and, and be respected and get your, your, your work. Cause you got to earn your stuff back. Anybody finna give you nothing. You can become a cert, seriously. You know, to help you maybe get off a roll faster or be more recognized a little bit more that you're ready to come back into society to where you can get off a rolling pole base. And I'm just telling you, it sounds like it's crazy, but hey, what you think? Of, is, is that true, uh, Mr. Mr. Sharp? Uh, that, that's one of the things we promote. And, and even though our name is Black Emergency Manager Association, you know, we had no partnership with FEMA. I don't accept, okay. We okay. don't accept any money from federal, state, county, city governments. Not unless it's a membership dues, that's about it. But other than that, no grants or anything. Why? So we remain independent and objective for the communities. And you said something that was important. 
get involved locally at the if, in, locally in Compton. Go to that Compton fire station. Go to that Compton emergency management office. Find out where the CERT team is. That CERT community emergency response team. You can get involved in what you said about if if a crisis does occur in the Compton area. That Andrew Williams told me this. That they're basically going to just lock you in. And when you think about when that, if a massive earthquake happens, that means how are you getting out with the evacuation plan? You need to know you may have to leave L.A. and go to Nevada or go to some other jurisdiction. How are you going to get there when they block you from getting out? They're going to let others out but not you? Wait a minute, I have a problem with that. But the only way you're going to address that issue, you got to get involved. Because everyone else is having earthquakes. But what about your community? Have you had, you may get the little small ones. What if, and that's it with CERT and emergency management, is a what if scenario? What if a big one hits? What are you going to do? So from a political standpoint, your polit- those you put in office better be looking at that to let you know this is what you need to do. You know, but I would say if you're an ex-offender, you can vote. The best way that we we advocate for it, get involved with CERT. Get involved with CERT before you, if you know others that need to be released. If they have online access, they can do it while they're inside. Then when they're released. Okay. See, that's something that they need to be pushed, um, you know, through a lot of these uh, uh, re-entry programs and stuff like that. Right. See, but 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 you see, it's just a matter. Remember that where I talked about this is an awareness test and that perspective. My perspective is way out there. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like I'm not trying to change your program. This is to enhance your program. This of is course. so that those who are released, they feel they're coming in the community. The community wants them to come in. Why? When there's a disaster, who's going to help? Who who am I, who do I? From my perspective, I want really the individuals as ex-offender to be with me. Why? He knows everything in the community. He knows what's going on better than a lot of other people. I want him with me. Why? I don't know the community. If I was to come to L.A. and a disaster occurred, I would want you with me, Lorenzo. Period. And you're going to tell me who else I can trust to be with that will let me know what's to go on to get them back on their feet quickly. It would be you. You see, and wherever I go, I always look at that. Even Caribbean, Atlanta, New York, Boston, I don't know those cities. I want someone locally there that knows that area when I'm there. Why? If something occurs, who am I going to go to? I want to be with them. I want them so I can give them the, the information in my head and how to get that community back up quick. They know that that Miss Smith lives above the store. I don't. They know that she only comes out, she's elderly, she only comes out once a week to get food. I don't know that. You see, but these are the individuals we need involved in our communities, and our elected officials have to open the doors up for everyone to say, hey, right. we're thinking outside of the box. 
we are taking an awareness test to the next level. That's all I need to ask, but my name is Charles Sharp. I'm the CEO of the Black Emergency Managers Association. To get in contact with us, you would basically go to our website at BEMA at, I'm sorry, go to, go to, go to www.BEMAEMERG. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm giving the wrong stuff. <laughs> I'm giving an email address. I apologize for that. Go to www.black, B-L-A-C-K, E-M-E-R-G, managers, M-A-N-A-G-E-R-S, association.org, you know, just or you can just Google Black Emergency Managers, and it will pop up. You will see everything we do, and it will take you straight there. And our email address and other ways of getting in contact with me are on there. So, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to take up all your time, Lorenzo, but I know it's getting... Hey, man, man, and you know what, man? I love this show. It's very kosher and kickback, and it's just where it's supposed to be. Like I said, it's election time, and I just want the people to try to understand that it's very important to be a part of change, and this is a good way of being part of change, is mm-hmm. voting. Uh, right. Like I said, I be not thinking voting was important. Uh, uh, sometimes it might not count, but just being a part of, like the young lady put on on the on the uh, message, you know, about how important it is to, you know, to, to vote because of what the ancestors, what I passed, just from people from all over that fought for voting. You know, I remember back in history where all no women can vote, no women. I mean, let's forget about the blacks couldn't vote. Do we talk about just picking on just? stereotyping women women couldn't do didn't have no say so of anything period yeah give it up to the women that's out there voting now that couldn't vote man not only is of of african-americans women i remember was no women can vote yeah no women can vote yeah you know and then you couldn't vote in the south if you didn't own property you know and what were more blacks sharecroppers they couldn't vote Right, so like I said, I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you for calling in. I'm going to end the show as you said you want to end the show. But like I just want to thank people. That's on Facebook Live. Good looking out. Like I said, I'm going to give it up to my boy out, out in Compton, or they call it Bompton in Compton. You know, they got the red search too. They got Bompton on. I'm giving it up to the people. I came to be no hater because the West can't spend it. The West, the West without the ES, so you know, I'm just gonna keep it real. They say Bompton, and you got I had to get me a Compton shirt because y'all know what I'm repping. I had to get the blue one, but you know, they got the red ones too. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, Ice Water, Slim 400, Whoopty Records, you know what I'm saying? So check them out, Slim 400. This is their stuff. You know, I represent, so if you got some gear. You want to send it to me? I can wear it. I'll sport it. I'll talk about you, but it's going to cost y'all later. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, this content politics, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. We was live tonight. Thanks for my boy calling all the way from Washington, D.C. You know what I'm saying? And man, you know, somebody say, link me with your people. I don't know. Um, Mr. Sharp, somebody want to link up with you. Or they must be talking about the rappers I'm talking about. Uh, my date changed on my other holiday little thing I was telling you, but I'm going to come back. We can speak about that. Uh, thanks, 11 days. It kind of did a little change up. There's a little, you know, 
you know how I go. But I'm gonna let y'all know more about that. Check out my page. I'll be letting that more about that thanks loving day thing. Okay. Oh, they talking about my music people. Who is that? I don't see no face. I just see your music. So who is that that's actually gonna connect with the music people? There ain't no problem disconnecting my inbox, whoever you are. So, all right, thanks a lot. This, like I said, this is Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. This is content politics, and I'm gonna end this show. Let me hit this little button over here. Let me see what I got. Make sure I hit the right one. Okay. This content politics t25co.com. Galaxy Talk Radio, worldwide distribution. Um, if you got any music? that you want to be sold, please come to T25. We got a worldwide distribution. You have any movies, you want to be let it be shown all over the world. We got the movie platform. You can put your movies out there on any level. Um, we got 24, get the, get the app on your phone. You feel what I'm saying? T25CL.com. Get the app. Seriously, get the app on your phone so y'all can be automatically connected with t25 we got a 24-hour radio station this is not just company politics we have shows all during the week so if you miss my show at 7 30 on monday we have shows all during the week until sunday so don't get it twisted this ain't no little small time nothing go check out the website t25sale.com galaxy talk radio and i'm working on my website Contentpolitics.com. Yes, I do have my own domain. Contentpolitics is going to be in the house. You feel what I'm saying? Dot com. Contentpolitics.com. A lot of things coming up. It's going to be cracking uh, for this Christmas and Thanksgiving. Y'all try to follow me. I'm going to have a lot of food going on, a lot of giveaways. So y'all F with me, okay? I'm going to end the show. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Mr. Sharp. This is Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.